Walk into my world This is how I'm living Welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Commentary Where I give you the commentary that's unnecessary about the things that I deem necessary This is your host, Harley Hustle. Side, side, town, town, watch me get down, down. Hush, don't make a sound, sound. Everybody move, everybody move. Before somebody get hurt, shorty pull up the shirt, skirt. I just want to squirt, flirt. This up front, now cool but blunt. I struggled up from the dicky dirt Yo, shorty in that mini skirt I'm a grimy shy guy Just give me the breast and thighs They just extra guys I exercise, slick talk to mesmerize Letting paper chase me To your surprise To all you chickens, I'm the chicken hawk Say the cheap talk for the burger fry guys I'm a shrimp with lime guy Buffing my guy, keep the swagger Jimmy I only want lime in me Sipping tequila, fuck him On shots, spend dollars quickly Spend docs next to me looking all sickly It's been city, spin a 50 Cruise the city, in love with Wendy Live from Shy City, money Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? This your man, Harley Hustle. This unnecessary commentary. Tap in, tap in, tap in. You did. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So, this episode I'm finna get into of unnecessary commentary is all about owing yourself and paying yourself and paying what you weigh. You did. So sit back and enjoy what's about to go down. Let's talk about the one thing that a lot of us don't want to talk about or deal with, and that's saving money. And not like saving money from a normal standpoint, but I mean saving money like you actually need to save money in order to have a cushion for any type of situation that could possibly arise. Um, We don't really deal with that. We aren't really taught that. We get into these situations where we're constantly spending out more money than we're saving. And To tell someone they should be saving more money than they're spending sounds crazy because we aren't taught that. 
you know, some people might be like, man, Joe, you picking the middle of a pandemic to talk about this shit. Yeah, because this has been the first pandemic that I've been directly affected by in my lifetime, even though there's been other shit that I've been indirectly affected by. This is the best time to talk about it because it won't be the last pandemic possibly in our lifetime. The thing a lot of us don't take into consideration is we live every day like everything is going to be okay. That's a bad way of viewing life. You should live every day like shit could hit the fan. Because every day, shit can hit the fan. That's just a fact. Because our ecosystem is very fragile for humans, especially. So it doesn't take much to upset that delicate balance. And when that happens... You have situations where things that you would normally have access to because you don't have any money or money saved, you can't get those things, especially if one loses one job, you know, because if you lose your job or your source of income for whatever reason. It could be because of illness. It could be because you need to take care of a family member. It could be because you need to move. It could be just because you need a break mentally. Um, Things happen. So with that being said, the subject of today's podcast on unnecessary commentary is saving. You owe it to yourself to say. I mean, to make it real simple, like, you owe yourself and you need to pay what you weigh. If you truly value yourself, You would put away as much money for yourself, squirrel away as they say, as much money for yourself as often as you possibly could if you truly cared about yourself. Because bobbles and bits don't mean shit when shit hits the fan. That shit ain't nothing. And sometimes... You can't get rid of the bobbles and bits fast enough to get the money up that you need when you need it. So we need to be careful about how many bobbles and bits and shit that we get at certain points. Um, It's learning to be happy and content without bobbles and bits and bullshit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you can't get things. 
Look, I'm saying the priority should be to save money. You know what I mean? The priority should be to put away a third of your income. The priority should be to look out for you first because you owe you. That should be the priority over any and everything else. Because if you're not looking out for you, then who the fuck are you looking out for? Just honestly. Um, so you owe you. And you better make saving a priority because in the world that we're in now, if you're not making saving a priority, you will get shitted on because things will happen where you will need money and you won't be able to find it anywhere. So you have to learn how to be your own supply. You understand? I mean, don't let people fool you into thinking that you're supposed to be able to lean on some government or something else in order to get this money. Or some, you know, just whatever. Don't believe the hype. You know what I'm saying? Really, really, really be about your business when it comes to saving. Really, really make saving a priority. with me on these blocks feel the hawk with me better down feel the hawk in me freeze the city from the place where we show no pity little pity is sold to the young and the full grown this that full grown undisputed kids call it id home bang it out of four twelves from the group home me jimmy neutron speed racing down a space autobahn far out amongst the stars black hustling amongst the stars planet devouring galactus money massive Oh, by the way, this your man Harley Hustle, you know? So let's break it down from a numbers standpoint. Most of the time, you should be putting away a third of your income because you can live off a third of your income. You should be living off a third of your income. See, you have a third of your income that goes into car and place to live and some of the bills. Then you have another third that goes into some of the bills of where you live, accoutrements and things like that, family, stuff like that. Then the other third goes into savings. So say if it's, we'll go with a small number so that you can comprehend it and grasp it easily say 
$500. For every $500 you make, you should be squirreling away, putting away $166.67 maybe. Somewhere in there. Um. So, and no less than 150 You know, if you just can't get to the 166 or 167 you should definitely be putting away 150 And if on the small side, 125 You know, if you're coming into this new and you've never attempted this and you've been spending over the amount of money you should spend. See, the thing is, you should never be spending so much money that you don't have any money left. No matter what anybody tells you. You know, when people say, I can't afford my bills. I don't make enough money for my bills. How do you have bills that exceed the money you make? That means you started getting those bills before you started making the money. You should only have bills that you can actually afford and still be able to save money. I know. No one's ever told you that. I know. It doesn't sound normal because it isn't normal. Normal is broke. That's what the fuck normal is. So if you want to be normal, you'll stay broke. You won't have any savings. You won't be able to make moves when you want to make moves that will actually benefit you to make more money if you don't learn how to save. So, yes, what I'm telling you is not normal because normal is broke. Remember that. And let me address something right away. (laughs) Um... For all you motherfuckers that don't get a charity. And, you know, you knock people giving tithes and you don't believe in paying tithes and offerings and you talk about begging for money. That little 10, 15 percent is throwaway money. And it should always be throwaway money. You should always be giving 10 to 15 percent of your overall income to some sort of charity something that you believe in some kind of community that you're a part of to help make it better we'll also address taxes in that too but not right at this moment I'll swing back around to that but two things you should definitely be doing with your money when you get your money Starting every $500, putting away $166.67 or $167 or $150 or $125. Okay, that's the first thing. And the key is when you put this money away. You don't fucking touch the money. For nothing. It's not money. It's, it does not exist to you. 
<coughs> wherever you need to put it away in order for it not to exist to you. That's what you need to do. Because every time you put this money away, every time you make another $500, you're getting closer and closer to not being worried about situations that you may wind up in, maybe a party to, you know, like losing your job or needing to take a break or being sick, all the things that we discussed previously. Um, saving money is so important. And so many of us don't take the time to understand how important saving money really is. Um, and kind of like even when it comes to buying a house, buying a car, um, even in those things, knowing how much money to spend out, knowing when you're overspending, knowing what things are actually worth, doing the research to know what things are worth, not making emotional decisions, but when it comes to financial things, but actually making sound, logical, informed decisions because finances, uh, dealing with your finances, that is a thing that affects your whole life. Um, no matter what people want to say, unless you just have this um, level of income coming in that you don't really have to pay attention because it will just always be there. But most people don't have that situation. So... This is the right direction for most of us. Um, and you also have to understand that putting away and, and giving the 10 to 15 percent away is not even about getting it back, but it helps with your taxes and things like that, too. But it's really not about getting it back. It's about understanding that you're a part of a community and in being a part of a community and having things that you believe in, that there should be something somewhere, whether it's involved with religion or non-religion. It should be something that you're giving money to, to support, to push forward, uh, if you actually believe in something. So when I run into people who try to put paying tithes off on some church shit, and they really don't understand that um, that whole situation is about charity and alms and about running a place for people, you know, the people that go there. Um, God doesn't need anything. God doesn't need anything. Uh, I'm not caping for God either. <laughs> like I'm just saying if you believe in the concept of a God why would you think a God need anything so it's not like people are giving this money because God needs money it's because the people who congregate to worship or congratulate or whatever they decide to do with their chosen deity it's a place for them to meet up and to maintain the place for you to meet up requires money. That's just the truth of the world we live in. Um, even when people build shit themselves, 
uh, maintenance still costs money. Even if you were bartering with people, bartering is still a form of money. See, people always try to act like that, you know, um, being poor is a capitalistic or a new age thing that capitalism is man-made that that people made poor not really understanding that if you give money to poor people to help them out you're actually helping them out we have a very dim view on what poverty is really all about even in the barter system people can be poor because if you have nothing to barter you're poor if you don't have seeds to plant and grow food you're poor man didn't cause that per se sometimes you're just born into a situation where those things are not available in the area that you're in and you have to move around because if you don't move around you will die um now if people are forcing you into a specific area and you're stuck within a specific area and you can't get out then yes that's um man caused poverty um if you're not able to expand from where you're located to a better location where you have a better chance of survival and uh, proliferating your bloodline you know um but enough of that back on to really talking about how we need to save this third of our income Everybody is so up in arms right now about not having money. And what the pandemic really exposed is that most people were spending every last dime to maintain the lifestyle they were accustomed to. But how can you be accustomed to a lifestyle it doesn't allow you to save a third of your income. You should never be spending more than a third of your income to live. And what you people who don't know anything have allowed them to do is take half of your income for you to live. And you willingly give it up Some of you are paying 100% of your income and then some to maintain the lifestyle that you become accustomed to. And what you have to ask yourself is, what are you really doing it for? And I understand we can't take it with us. I understand that. But check it out. Don't you wish that one of the people you knew who dropped dead would have thought enough about you to save money and put some money up 
and they dropped dead. They didn't expect to drop dead, but they did, and they made and they named you a beneficiary. You know what I'm saying? So, do you ever stop and think about, yeah, motherfucker, you can't take it with you? Okay, honestly, check it. Do you ever stop and think that even though you can't take it with you, that you should save it anyway? Because that might be the blessing that somebody else need you selfish motherfucker we're so self-centered selfish and just overall assholes and we try to justify that bullshit by saying can't take it with us I done heard that bullshit so much can't take it with me so I'm gonna just spin it and that's an excuse for having no fucking self-control. That's really all it is. You don't want to have self-control. You look for reasons to not have self-control. And you overindulge probably in everything. But you'll hide it behind. We all got to die of something. And I can't take it with me. Instead of saying, let me put some of this money away. And even if I die, I'm going to leave somebody as the beneficiary so that it'll give them an advantage in life. And if they were saving too already, then somebody else is going to get a benefit later down the road. It's, it's the chain. <clears throat> The chain becomes stronger by every link that's solid. So, a lot of you, a lot of yous <laughs> need to stop being the weak link in the chain. You need to stop looking for a motherfucking handout. You need to stop looking for somebody to swoop in and save you. You need to pay what you weigh to yourself. You owe yourself. You don't owe Peter. You don't owe Paul. You don't owe Mary. You owe yourself. First and foremost. And because most of us, and I don't mean in a selfish way, or a self-centered way. I mean in a loving and caring way where you're putting money up, not just for you, but if something happens to you and you aren't here to spend the money, you actually thought about somebody else. So there's a twofold thing here. And the more money you have saved, that's the more money you have to deal with problems that arise in life. So let's roll it back. You know, talking about that one third of your income, you know, really putting it away and, and really, really um, focusing on having a true savings. And most of us start having children and all kind of weird shit before we ever even consider this. And the younger we teach, 
people to save this kind of money, the better they will be in life overall. Because the thing you don't want to do is depend on anything to see you through, per se. I mean, you can have faith, but faith without works is dead. I know a whole lot of people with a whole lot of faith, but they don't put in no works to make that faith manifest. So, you know, I'm not here trying to preach no sermon or nothing to nobody, but I mean, we're just talking common sense now. So you can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't put in any works towards trying to achieve what you have faith for, then why should anything in the universe move for you? Unless you're confused and entitled. Because only someone who's confused and entitled would think that the universe would move for them without doing anything at all. You know? Just saying. Sometimes we have to really understand our place in the universe and how insignificant we really are. And how sometimes we must be humble in trying to acquire the things that we need for day-to-day financial survival. So, remember, you owe yourself. You owe yourself to do well financially. And what I'm talking about has nothing to do with being rich. It has everything to do with being a good steward of the money that you have in your possession at this point. That's why most of us can't climb levels because we're not good stewards of the money that we already have acquired and we've been taught bad. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody has sat most of us down and had this conversation about, you know, how to save money. You know, before you can even start investing money, you need to be able to save money because you're saving money that, you know, um, that you're able to put back. Because you mastered saving money. So then you can start investing the money you save to turn a profit. You know, the first safe investment is is having um, CDs and banks and bonds and things like of, of that nature. You know, those are safe investments where, you know, that the yield might not be super fantastic, but it's teaching you how to keep it in one place and not fuck with it, you know? So, you know, you start with things like CDs when you're just saving money. But then when you master saving money after about two or three years of squirreling away money, a third of your income, then you can start actually making some real deal investments, you know? You might be able to throw $1,000 into some stock that might triple. You know, um, you get a $3,000 payout within a couple of days. You know, you might be able to hit that lick a couple of times, you know, and, and double up on, on double and triple up to twelve, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And you might only start it with, a, you know, two, three thousand, or maybe even fifteen hundred. But if you didn't have the money put away to begin with, and even more money than that in case you lose it, because, you know, The thing about the stock market is, you know, like any other thing, it is actually a gamble sometimes, you know, there are some sure investments, 
But sometimes, most of the time, it's a gamble. So say you put in and either you break even or you lose money. And say you lose money. Uh, it has to be money you can afford to lose. So I would never advise anyone to make any kind of business move that involves investing money to invest money that they can't afford to lose. You know, that defeats the whole purpose of your investing money that you can't afford to lose and then you lose it. So now you're in the hole and then you still have to come up with another way to get out of the hole. See how that works? That's just asinine. That doesn't help you. It it hurts you. And so many of us think from this um, standpoint in life that we end up victims of our own um, short-sightedness, you know? There was a time when I used to spend way more money than I used to save. Now I'm starting to save way more money than I spend. And I'm thankful for that. But it was a hard lesson. A lot of hard lessons went into making this switch. And it's a daily struggle and it's a daily walk. It's not um, something that you approach lightly when you start saying, hey, I'm going to really save money because I'm really getting older. And, and Look, I do recognize that I'm getting older and I really, really, really should have started doing this earlier. So some of you are starting this journey not too long after me. Uh, I've been on this journey for a minute now, but um, not as long as some people would think. I would say maybe about um, maybe three or four years now where I really started to grasp the principles and started to really apply them, even though I had heard these things here and there and, and some of the things that I've been involved with over the years as far as money groups and things of the nature. But no one never, like, broke it down in a way that was usable and viable to actually just implement because it really is that simple. A 30-year income, you shouldn't be touching. That's just, it's that simple. So... Out of everything else, you know, like I said, I'm getting older and, and this is really something that I probably should have really been on uh, from the moment that I graduated high school. Hell, to be honest, from the moment that I started my first, uh, receiving my first form of income on a normal, consistent basis, which was, shit, freshman year sometime, you know what I mean? Eighth grade. Um I'm like, wow, if I would have been saving money all the way up until from then till now, how different my life would really be. I don't have any regrets, but I mean, from a financial standpoint, 
there's so much that will be different. And I hope this catches somebody who's young. You know, I hope this helps some of my peers and, and my contemporaries and people in my age group. But I really hope you guys take this and play it for people who are younger than us so they will understand the importance of saving um you know what i'm saying and then saving things in non-disposable um types of money you know first you start off saving things as you know money and then you cash out in the ingots you know what i'm saying so that you always have your money you're not relying on any system see what i mean you only rely on the system long enough to acquire enough to get an ingot every time you have enough i mean to be honest 166 67 is usually a good amount to get an ingot and so you can practically get an ingot every time you um get money you know what i mean and the thing about gold and silver and iron and copper and aluminum you know when you get these things in ingots these things will always be worth that if anything they usually appreciate in value not depreciate sometimes gold it gets a lot in the market from time to time and gold depreciates in value but you're that's not you're not really worried about losing face value on gold um silver aluminum any of that you know it rarely goes down in value it usually always goes up by you know a couple of uh cents but if the market is failing on normal money then all of that kind of money will be worth top dollar probably triple and quadruple what it was originally worth because it is the one form of currency that people actually know what the fuck it is like truly know it's uh it's not fiat money you know what i mean it's not funny money. It's not fiat money. It's real uh, tangible, fillable money that's not backed by a country saying that it's money. It's backed by people recognizing it is a form of currency, period. You know? So that's another part of, of saving money and, and moving into saving money. Drip back to when we was young cats with backpacks trying to escape the traps, shanks and gas, sticks and bats. No time to relax in the city of New Jack. If I could, I would go back to cassette tapes when everything was great. Laughing at great eight before the days of great bakes. Before it was all about the papes and my peeps started to migrate. States and states are still the late. Never coming home. Sometimes I spit monotone to escape the clones. I'm shy to my bones. Most of these dudes is dead and gone. It's just me. And the microphone sitting all alone in the booth spitting the truth. Nobody, just me. Damn, man, that's money, man. That money be touching me, man. This is one of those things that I wish someone would have sat me down. And laid this shit out. And said, your life will be so much easier. If you master this 
from the moment you start having money. Period. Put a third away. Give 10 or 15% to charity. Um, That's it. You know? And by doing that and not spending it on bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything you spend this save money on is to either take care of yourself legitimately because you need it to take care of yourself. And I mean, this is like if you flat on your ass after like a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like no money coming in. Um, This money is to take care of you if something happens. But it's also to be an investment tool. So if you're not going to make a profit from the money that you're saving, why the fuck would you spend it? You know, a lot of times we spend money that we're saving on bullshit. You know what I'm saying? I saved a bunch of money to get some bullshit. You know what I mean? Um, because that, that bullshit, that stuff, as George Carlin calls it, uh, I agree with that. We we buy stuff to, we buy a house or we get an apartment or we get where we live to put stuff in when we're not there. And then a lot of the stuff that we have in the place where we reside that's really mostly for our stuff until this pandemic. Um... It's a bunch of stuff that most of the time we don't even use. Um, so we're spending our money on bobbles and bits and bullshit and not saving our money. And then when we really need money, we have to rob Peter, Paul, Mary, John, Jacob, Alex. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Perry, Sherry, <laughs> Marvin, Marsha. You know what I'm saying? We have to rob the entire fucking Brady Bunch that, you know, to pay for all of the things most of us have decided to acquire just to make ourselves either feel happy or feel better about whatever the fuck shortcomings that we have, you know? Um, and we try to live like people we see who are broken on TV. Um, fuck them people. A lot of them people end up broke um, because they don't have good money management skills. And when you don't have good money management skills, it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. Eventually, you will be broke because you're not managing your money. You're not saving your money. And you're definitely not making a profit off of your money. You're probably just making a profit off of being you. And eventually, being you won't make you that much money. And then you'll need to make money off of your money, but then you won't have any more money, so you can't make money off of your money. You see how that works? It's sad. How many of us aspire to be dummies? Because that's what we're really aspiring to be. When we look at somebody on reality TV who we think has it all figured out, especially when we're young and or, you know, a musician or somebody, and we're like, oh, I can spend money like them because I have a job and 
my job pays me blah 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 so I know I can spend this every week and it's going to be okay all of the time and that's how we approach it (laughs) and then we get a rude awakening and then we blame everybody for our shortcomings all of those moments that we didn't save all of those moments that we were eating red lobster and bullshit you know, because I, I've spent many days in Red Lobster and a lot of other places, you know, but I'm just using Red Lobster, you know, as a example, but I forgot we're in a different era, bad example, uh, Papa Do's. <laughs> so, all them days I've spent in Papa Do's. I would rather have that money in my bank account. Yeah. For real. That seafood wasn't that good. Actually, I've made better seafood for myself at home. For cheaper. So. All of the money I've spent in places like Papa Do's and the sorts. I would have rather had that money in my pocket. All of the money that I've spent on name brand bobbles and bits just to fit, I guess. Even though I wasn't really trying to, but I guess sometimes you just fall into being trendy because trendy is the thing to be, I guess. I've never really been that trendy. I guess that's why I can see through the bullshit and I'm telling you guys about the shit. But, I mean, being trendy costs, and being trendy takes away from the money that you save. Being trendy. Especially being trendy with companies who don't give a fuck about you and your community. That's a big problem. And they're taking away your savings. And you just let them. Remember, a third of your income. So, you know, you can get bobbles and bits and bullshit with a third of your income. I'm not telling you you can't do it because you should have another third of your income that you're saving and then you should have another third of your income that you're living off of. Even if you got to go into, you know, the third of your income that you got bobbles and bits from to add to the other income, like, you know, it's cool. But, that third that you're saving, you should never be dipping into that, you know. That should just be a constant. Um, you need to save money. You owe yourself. You really owe yourself. That's it, that's all. Don't really, don't fight it. You know what I'm saying? Look at yourself in the mirror. Say, self, I'm sorry. And I'll do better. And take care of yourself, you know? Because we live in strange times. And in these strange times, you want to be prepared for the worst. I mean, this shit caught most of us with our drawers down. You know what I'm saying? Y'all didn't think these motherfucking motherfuckers was gonna go nuts and buy up all the motherfucking toilet paper and the paper towel (laughs) and a bunch of other shit that you know that most of us were used to having on a, you know, normal. You know what I'm saying? You didn't think that toilet paper and paper towel 
would disappear? <laughs> Who the fuck would have thought? Like, you used to think some of the older people were crazy when they used to stock up on toilet paper and paper towel and they might have a whole fucking closet full of that shit. You used to think they was crazy than a motherfucker when you was younger, if you had any family members like this. Now I understand. You get that shit when it's on sale because you never know what the fuck might happen. It might be a situation where some weird shit going on in the world and you wake up and the shit you want the most, you can't find because it's gone because people brought it up. <laughs> That's another reason why you have to have savings because you never know when you might need something that's really considered an emergency item and without savings you can't get it before everybody else you know because the contingency of having savings is always putting it back and knowing for a fact that you can put it back see like you can't even spend the shit if you can't put it back unless it's like truly an emergency like you know like you gotta live off the shit because you lost your job because of a pandemic and you're not getting any money you know what I mean yeah Shit like that. Relax, be easy. This money's speaking greasy. Hoes don't want to leave me, really. I'm gutter to the core. In the pan, I got a score. Y'all been hard hackers since I stepped on the floor. Dogs, I can get beat, beat to the floor. Electric relaxing should have brought me more. Pissed off, my pockets is poor. Trying not to rob the corner store. It's money, what I really adore. It's see my Sharia more. Too bougie to book you with the poor. So, what should I do next? It's public and ain't about respect. And jobs come hard without connects. The only thing that I'm good at is leaving my Right. And simmer bones, and shake that that simmer bones, nigga. To break their necks, simmer bones, nigga. To make them checks. Let me take a moment, right quick, to shout out all my team, Hustle Hustle Squad members. You know what I'm saying? I really appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, rocking with your boy, you know, um, man, I didn't mean to take up so much of your time with this particular rant, but you know, it's, it's really, really important, you know what I'm saying, it's really, really important that you save and put away money, you know, and it's real important that you flip that money into gold and silver and aluminum and things like that. You know, once you get something saved, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't get caught with your pants down while you're pissing. You know what I'm saying? Um, stop pissing in the wind and it blowing back up on you. Definitely stop that shit. It's not cool. It's not a good look. Um, so, you know, in closing, you want to implement this a little bit at a time and run with it in your life. Help you help yourself. You owe yourself. You owe you. You owe you. You owe yourself to do better. 
and the first and worst area that most of us are failing ourselves is when it comes to saving and financial security. Saving is the very foundation of financial security. You can't have financial security if you have not mastered saving. See, you got to be able to save in a storm. If you can't save and put away money in the middle of a storm, then you haven't mastered saving. Because even in the middle of a storm, there can be overflow if you understand how to handle and how to deal with a storm. So don't look at this storm as, I can't save anything because it's a storm. No, you have to stop and ask yourself, where am I overspending? And I could put away some of this money. Because if you can master saving in this storm, when this storm is over, you will be a superhero at saving. You know what I mean? So take this to heart. You owe yourself. You truly do. Don't think you don't. Like I said, apologize to yourself because you know you haven't been saving the kind of money that you need to save. You know what I'm saying? Don't look at your spouse or your Siggy, you know, your significant other. Don't look at them as the issue or the problem. Look at yourself first. And you know, if you need to play this for them so they understand to save money too, hey, play it for them. But tell them this ain't, you know, like somebody giving them an order. This is a suggestion to make your life easier. You know what I'm saying? This is not an order. This is all about hustleology and making your life easier as a hustler. Because we all hustlers. And everything we're doing in this life is hustling to make it better. You know what I'm saying? That's truly what we're doing. So if we out here hustling to make our lives better, then any suggestion that will help to make your life better on a daily basis as you living and surviving out here, you should probably, you know, take it and utilize it and make your life better. You know, so I hope you've had an enlightening experience on um, this episode of Unnecessary Commentary with your man's Harley Hustle. (laughs) Um, And we'll meet up. Same hustle time. Same hustle channel. With this Unnecessary Commentary talk. Because you know the commentary is unnecessary but it is necessary in an unnecessary sort of way. If you overstand, understand, then you overstand. You did. Be peaceful. Rise.
inside. Time to get up, get out, get the prize, run the grind, live it up, find something to be about. I think, I drink responsibly from the cup of life, living responsibly for breakfast. Last night, lending silly, early morning, got mouth thirsty, should've left the open mic early. But some of those MCs got extra surly, man. Need to find a time early, not trying to sound all nerdy. But hey, mortgage is a tragedy, best avoided. Trying to connect sex, but what I do best if I got a whole album. It's unfair for me to flow next I bring next And my mental In front of the mirror Switching Mouth with mineral water Short circuit A CD Recorder Extra tall water Give a quick trim to the water Picture perfect <laughs>